Oh, hello and welcome to Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. The only podcast where the host learns a speech from a certain accent in real time. He did not spend too much time working on this South African accent before he turned on the podcast. And now, hearing it through headphones, he's beginning to wonder if this was a terrible mistake. Especially when you can't say words like mistake. Something, for some reason, I'm crossing over with Scottish a lot in my in my attempt to do a South African accent. I think we can agree I've, na- I've nailed it. For, th- for those of you who are new to the podcast, gee, this must be baffling. You must. You must be. Who is? Who is? Have I tuned into the the Young Robin Williams podcast? Um, obviously, Young Robin Williams. The the you know preferable to being an old Robin Williams. You don't want to do that. That's. Um, I mean, even he didn't want to. Say, ooh, it's quick. That is. That's in the first ninety seconds of the episode. I have a joke uh, that I'm potentially going to do in my new hour that is about Robin Williams, and I I just do not know how it's going to go. I really feel like I haven't heard anyone make any jokes about Robin Williams at all. Uh, I feel like everyone's kind of like, there's nobody who's clamoring for that. There's no one who's like, oh, yeah, go get him. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. No, uh, so for those of you confused as to why I started with a very, very, I, I'm going to say subpar South African accent, but only having heard it back through headphones. As I was doing it to myself in my bedroom on my way to recording this podcast, I thought I was fucking nailing it. I really did. I thought I, I sound I sound I've lost it. I sound 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 sound. I do keep going to Scott. There are certain okay. So from what I understand, the the like the O is is a big part. Of, like sound so, so, oh, I sound sound like I'm straight from Rose Bay. It's the the the, the R's like the, the, the I can't roll my R's properly, so that's going to be that's going to be a part of it. I, I still haven't explained this. Um, I, I said last week I'm going to start doing some accent work on this podcast. Going to start building some. So I, I I put it out to you guys. What accent should I learn? And with the promise that whatever accent it is, I'm I'm going to end up doing it in my next comedy special. I'm going to have a little bit of accent work. And I I had my only stipulation was white person accent because I'm not an idiot, all right, it's 2023, this is a show I'm going to do in 2024, I don't think we're suddenly going to be okay with white dads pretending to be Chinese uh, in 12 months' time, something tells me that's not the way things are headed, do you know, I don't think, I don't think suddenly everyone's going to be like, hey, uh, and best newcomer goes to Tom Whitcomb with his 2014 show, 2024 Melbourne Comedy Festival show, Sum Ting Wong, it's the character work, is astounding, was that what a great commentary it was on Asian Australian relations? No, I don't think that's going that way. So I said it had to be white. Uh, other than that, open slather, go for it. Um, so I, I had uh, South African, which I think we can already agree. I've already nailed. To, uh, tick that box. Let's move on. Now South African, that's an easy one for me to do because I am technically a quarter South African, so I can I can do that. That's totally that is part of my culture. Um, it's a quarter that I don't engage with or really reflect whatsoever. Never been to the country. No interest in going. Not a huge fan of the people. I think the 25% of self-loathing that I have is just directed towards that part of my cultural heritage. Um, but, uh, so that's, that's uh, you know, I, I think, but I do think the South African accent is quite fun. And I also think you can make fun of the South African people as much as you want and there will be no defense coming. I don't, the, the only, South Africans seem to me like the only group of white people who aren't ashamed of their past. I think the rest of us are like, man, that's pretty fucked up what we did. And I think there's a lot of South Africans like, ah, stand by it. 
I, uh, yeah, don't believe, don't believe everything you see in the movie Invictus, okay? There is a lot more to it than that. I think that comes from, like, kind of a, a lot of the people who were still making those, de- who are making those decisions are still around. And they're like, no, nah, I, I, I know what I, I know what I saw. I know what we did. And uh, from our perspective, used to be better. But, uh, so I think South Africans, I think you can go after. Then I also had Russian. Now, Russian also... Uh, quite quite timely for an accent, quite relevant right now. Uh, I don't know if you're paying attention to the news. Russia, very prominent, uh, and as a country, likely to only get bigger as time goes on. Only only to even you know that market is only growing, from as far as I can tell. So, uh, you, although I will say my demographic is young men, and young Russian men might be a shrinking demographic as well. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Which way the, 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 the earth is turning. Um, and then somebody very, very cheekily uh, sent me a video of a white guy with a Jamaican accent. And that's, I don't, I don't know about that. I do not know about that at all. I don't think that video has done nearly well enough to overcome the cultural impact of cool runnings. I think that's where people's mind are going. I think if I'm going to do a Jamaican accent on stage, they're going to be expecting me to talk about the world's greatest bobsled team uh, that came forth. Wasn't that disappointing? I remember the first time watching Cool Runnings. I'm like, they didn't even get a medal. They didn't even get a medal. And they got a movie. Ridiculous. Virtue signaling bullshit. You should be ashamed, Disney. But um, I'm thinking South African for now. I am thinking South African. But you know what I've realized is I didn't really... I, I, you know, I came out, I did the intro of the podcast in South African and, you know, nailed it. But it was too easy. So here's what I'm thinking. Give me... Give me, like, a famous speech to do in South African. Like... Um, give, give me, give me like a, a famous clip. Could be from a movie. Could be from the real world. Something could be famous. Maybe it's the. Maybe I have a dream in Afrikaans. I have a dream of little white boys and little white girls, excluding little black boys and little black girls until way too late. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let me know. Maybe I sh- should. I start with something. Africa. Should I start and just learn some lines from Blood Diamond? Maybe that's the best place to start. But if you have if you have something for me to work towards, a little scene, a little bit, maybe a monologue, if you will, a monologue that you would love to hear a South African bent on. I'm I'm all for it. So keep you know writing in. You, this this is your show, guys. I'm 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 nothing if not here to please. Um, it's uh it's it's an exciting time, guys. Episode number fifty. First of all, thank you for tuning in. Congratulations to you guys. You guys made this happen. I mean, not really, but that's that's the thing that entertainers say, isn't it? Oh no, it's you guys are the real heroes, even though I did all the work. But um, what 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 you know? If if you'd like to give me a little a little half centenary birthday present, uh, why don't you just go on go onto your Spotify and your Apple Podcasts? Give, give us give us a little five star review. Give us a little five-star review out there so I can get on the charts. Uh, we, we, we reflected last week on where I am on the charts right now, and the answer is below the inspired unemployed who just need to die. I, I like the idea of really drumming up a bit of a... drumming up a, a little bit of a rivalry with the inspired unemployed because, you know, what's, you know what's the best thing is a rivalry uh, that you have with someone who you have no business even communicating with. Kind of like um, Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic. You know how like he constantly talks shit about him and then would get kicked out in the third round? It's like, it's pretty easy to talk shit about someone you're never going to have to compete against. And that's what I'm doing with the Inspired Unemployed. Seriously. I mean, look, I think I will catch these guys on the way down. 
I think we will eventually cross paths as they just plummet out of relevancy. There's not a doubt in my mind. At some stage we'll go, how many more dances can you do in high vis before we get the fucking point? Um, I like this. I'm, I'm into this. I do genuinely, I really, like, they're probably good guys and whatever. But, I mean, in terms of what they represent, it is just deplorable. It's deplorable any of us have let this happen. Now, look, and look, this is not, take, this isn't even like a TikTok thing or anything. There's another group called Swag on the Beat who do sketches. Very funny. Good stuff. I'm into that. If you didn't know better, they look like the Inspired Unemployed, except they look like they have actual personalities, not ones devised by Spotify. But, um, hey, enough of me being bitter for, I'd say, a maximum three minutes before I find something else to complain about. Uh, I've just come back from a couple of days in Bris Vegas, which was nice. Flew up on the Friday, came back on the Sunday. Big shout out to BYO Comedy in Balimba, who made that happen. Shouted me an Airbnb for a couple of nights so I could do a gig on Friday as well. Um, uh, paid for my flights. Like, really appreciate that. It was a real thrill for me, honestly. Like, no, uh, you know, no, no cynicism involved. I was really thrilled. It's the first time anyone has, like, bankrolled me to go and do a gig somewhere and pay me for the privilege as well. It was, it was um, just such a, such a, it was a real landmark in my comedy so far. It's the first time I've done that. It's only my third ever headline set, three headline sets, all of them in Brisbane. That's the only, so that's, um, it, it, yeah, real, real thrill. Very exciting. I've got a little bit of a scratchy throat because uh, I slept last night with the air conditioning on full blast and a doona on top. One of life's great pleasures. Sit, crank an AC and snuggle up. It doesn't get much better than that. You know, just blanketly, pun intended, disregarding climate change is one of the true treasures in life. It was so, but I have woken up with a bit of a sore throat. So, you know, there are consequences to these actions. Um, whether Now, whether those consequences be uh, permanently rising sea levels or just a bit of a tickle in the old larynx. Uh, who, you know, it's, it's all, it's all bad is what I'm saying. It's all, I mean, probably I'm a little bit more concerned about my sore throat cause I got a big week ahead, but rising sea levels, the death of the polar bear, all that sort of stuff. That's, that's a shame too, I suppose. But, um, it was, uh, it was, look, people who just get a little bit too involved in climate change. So I'm so off it. People who, people, I, I really, I've never been to a protest in my entire life, and that's a streak I want to keep going. Uh, you know what? I've been thinking about this recently. You know how, like, the younger generation now, like the Gen Zs and stuff, they're, like, they're, they're bringing the protest back? Like, they're, oh, they're such, a, they're such a little generation of activists. They really care. They've got such a good heart and conscience. They're, they're out there. No, it's because they don't drink, and to them, protesting is socializing. I reckon there are, I, I, I reckon, I would say that uh, protests have leapfrogged nightclubs for the biggest source of Gen Z hookups, if I had to guess. I think that's what, they, they say they're out there trying to change the world. No, they're just trying to get it wet. That's all it is. That's all it is, you know. And also, the, if, you, if you attend a climate change protest, I think, I think you should have to wear like a bright yellow t-shirt if you've been on an international flight in the past 12 months. If you're going to go and protest carbon dioxide emissions, having spent any time in Bali in recent memory, fuck off. I don't want to hear it, you know. 
No, that's, that's not true. You can protest it, but you need to show everybody that you're not living up to it, all right? Just wear a yellow shirt, and that's fine. You can still say corporations need to change, but let's also just admit that you're not willing to. Can we just can we come to terms with that? If you've been on an international flight since COVID and you are still claiming that climate change is the biggest issue facing humanity, I don't, that's it. Stop talking. Stop it right. What do we want? Summer in Europe. When do we want it? Every two years. This is just... Um, now, look at me, all right? Just do what I do and just disregard it all. Just come to terms with the fact that the sea levels are rising, uh, floodplains are, are going to be covered, but, you know, we'll probably be okay. Um, I think that's about as positive a note as I can give you out of, out of that. Um, it was, but it was great to be in Brisbane. It was really great. I went this morning uh, down to a cafe for a little bit of brekkie. Um, I had the Belgian waffles which seemed like a great idea at the time. And then just, uh, I don't know, just found myself staring down the barrel of a sugar-induced existential crisis by the end of it. I mean, you sh there's just... When you stare down at a plate that once contained just the remnants of maple syrup, whipped cream, strawberries, and, and just mounds of powdered sugar, you, you, do, you question some things about yourself. When it's not even 8 a.m. yet and you've just had dessert... There are people still sifting through debris in Turkey every single day and they're jacked because they've just been doing cardio for the last week. And here I am eating Belgian waffles in Brisbane. Ugh. How do, how, how do I sleep at night? With the air conditioning on and a doona, that's how. So, uh, but while I, was at, while I was at the cafe, there was a woman, and I don't think, I've, I think I've, I must have seen this before. I think I've seen it more... In a, in a physical manifestation or, or more of a, a, a body movement manifestation, I saw a woman with Tourette's, which I'd not really come across a lot. Um, verbal tick Tourette's. So I think I have seen people who have like physical tics where they've got, you know, they shrug their shoulder a little bit or they, they kind of they, they, they spasm every now and then. But this woman, it was very, it was very, inter it was very interesting. It was so interesting. I was just, I was sitting there and I was, I was doing comedy writing and uh, I had my headphones on. And um, I, uh, I, I, I just suddenly heard this, ha ha. I was like, what? What was that? And then I was like, is that someone's actual laugh? And then, I, and then just, ha ha. And then I, 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 and then, and then I hear, hello. I was like, is there a parrot here? I don't understand what's happening. And I look up and it's this woman. And she is like, it, you, it really took me a while to work out where it was coming from because everybody there looked very, very well put together. And then I caught her a couple of times doing that, ha ha. And it sounded like the most passive-aggressive fake laugh. It sounded like what she was doing. She's going, ha-ha. And um, I got to say, like, it really made me think, you know sometimes you see these people who live with these conditions that otherwise you've only really seen on television or you've read about in fiction. And, and you, you, it's kind of, you kind of laugh at the ridiculousness of it when you're at a distance from it. And then when you actually see someone living with that condition and, and having to interact with a world that isn't really built with them in mind that doesn't really socialize their issues the way that, um, that, that maybe they would like to be, so you're at least expecting it, um, you, you don't really realize how annoying it can be. Like, it was quite irritating after a while. <laughs> I'm only half joking. I'm ha I, this is the part of me that's joking. The part of me that's joking is being like, for me to look at a woman who lives with a verbal tick 
out for coffee with a friend and go, I, I mean, it was quite, it was a bit of an interruption, if I'm honest. I mean, how do you think she feels? It was, it was kind of annoying. But also, like, the poor woman, that poor, vaguely irritating woman, I just, I don't know how. It's funny, all of these, all of these conditions, what was it? I heard another one recently, oh, like narcolepsy and stuff. There are so many medical conditions where doctors are like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Um... We got nothing. We got there's no pill. Not even really working on one to be honest, because there's just not enough of you to make this worthwhile. There was another one recently. Oh, it was. I think it was narcolepsy. There's this guy talking about how like he just constantly at various points just falls asleep out of nowhere, and then just it like, kind of time travels. Just all of a sudden wakes up seven hours later. It's it's dark and no one in his algebra class felt the need to take him where they were going. Um, it, he's a student, by the way. It, that would have been funnier if I'd given the context. Uh, and, and, and I heard this interview and he's like, have, have, have doctors suggested any solutions? Like, no, they've got no idea. They have no clue. And they're not really that interested to be perfectly honest. And I kind of get it. These things are so niche. It's like, there's so few people. And it's like, like in the grand scheme of things, just, I just, you know, never make plans too far in advance. Cause who knows when you might just conk out, but try not to drive and good luck to you. And, um, hey, if you ever get uh, a, a disease we have a pill for, please do get in touch. Um, for now, this seems neural. I don't want to touch that. People are like, this is deep in the brain, to be honest. We don't really know how that thing works. Um, now, if there's something wrong with your kidney, we can get you a new one of those. No problem. You keep us posted, all right? Um, so that was my experience this morning. And you better believe, this, the minute I saw a woman with Tourette's at a cafe, I was like, is this a joke? Is this something, is this something I could profit from? Is this... Is this actually really good news for me, maybe? <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, what else do I have to tell you guys? I mean, it was lovely to be in Brisbane for the weekend. Went there on Friday, back on Sunday. You know, any excuse to be outside of Sydney for Mardi Gras is where, the, where I, was, I was like, I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere, anywhere you'll take me. And it has nothing to do with the LGBT plus community. You know, I, I'm, I'm nothing if not a passionate supporter of the LGBT. T plus community. Bisexuals, don't buy it. But the rest of them, big believer, you know. Who who would dare question their validity as human beings as LGT or plus people? The bees, yeah, don't get me started, seriously. You guys, you 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 really we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and turn uh, a little bit of, of of greed into a into an oppressive category are we we're going to say just because you can't just be happy with one kind of gender all of a sudden we've got to start feeling sorry for you uh i think the thing that i have against uh, the bisexual community is not actually the bisexual community it's the people who have fucking tailgated on do you know what i mean there are a lot of comedians who as far as i can tell have only ever dated people of the opposite sex as far as i've heard so as i've t- been told or or ever seen in the wild and yet and yet, oh, it's so it's so easy to claim an identity when you don't have to prove it, isn't it? Um, am I really on the day after Mardi Gras going hard at bisexuals? Is that no, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going. You know who I'm going hard at? Straight people who are liars. That's what I'm. I'm not a fan. And I'm sorry that the bisexual community is being pulled down with them. Um, but uh, no, it's it's nothing about the LGBT plus community. That's not why I have anything against Mardi Gras. What I what I don't like is the fucking countless numbers of ads and brands who are just getting their finger in that big pink pie. That big rainbow pie of theirs. You know, they just can't 
help themselves. I take the bus down Oxford Street to work every day and I am just inundated by the fucking, oh, the Amex Pride Zone. Oh, Booking.com, Bradley supporting the Mardi Gras. The Booking.com one really annoyed me. The Booking.com uh, ad was a poster and it's of a lesbian couple in a hotel room and the uh, it's at Booking.com. We filter by location, not by people. Oh, thank you, Booking.com. Thank you so much, you little social justice warrior, aren't you? Going out there and working hard for people by not discriminating against them on your website. That's um, We meant to thank you for... Booking.com, we realize that no matter what your sexuality, all money is the same. That's It's so... It's, it's such a... So inspiring. All right, let's uh, booking.com. I want to uh, book a trip with my boyfriend uh, to Qatar. Could you help us with that one, please? Uh, me and my boyfriend are going to Saudi Arabia. Would you, you got any good recommendations? Any good hotels? We'd like to sunbathe by the pool, ideally, in public and show our affection for one another. Could you help us there, booking.com, seeing as you are such a, a, such a great representative of our community? You know, fucking, I don't know. It really, I don't know why it annoyed me so much. It's just, it was constant, constant virtue signaling from every brand. It happens every year. This fucking just, let me get my hand. Now that now that being sex positive is profitable, oh, we're all on board. We are, now that being gay is so not controversial and very profitable, yep, yeah, we're in. We are in. Johnny Walker, keep walking. Proudly. Did anyone see this? Those ads? I've been inundated with them. Even in the airport in Brisbane. Johnny Walker, keep walking proudly. Oh, yes. That famous queer beverage, whiskey. Oh, of course. I'll never forget when I was a young man, my dad caught me drinking Johnny Walker neat and was worried he'd raised a queer, you know, because that is, it's such a big part of the gay community, Johnny Walker red label, isn't it? You dickhead. Seriously. I reckon Johnny Walker has been responsible for way more homophobia than it has been for gay sex. Don't you think? I just don't think there's a whole lot of the gay community that's really rallying around Johnny Walker. Anyway. Anyway. I don't know. Is this is this all problematic? Is this all... Uh, is this... Is any of this passable? I hope so. I did see, actually... I saw, when I was in the Brisbane airport, in the urinals there, there was uh, some marketing above. And also, I just should point out, I work in advertising. I am 100% complicit in all of this. If Booking.com was one of my clients, I would have been like, well, maybe what we should think about is the fact that everyone's so concerned about what your sexuality is. But you know who's not? Your website. Because you're fucking heroes. Every single one of you standing up for the little man or woman or, or person or... You you care about him or her or them. At least once a, at least once a year you do you know. Oh, the amount of do you reckon do you, do you reckon just like there's got to be a website where you just put your logo in and they spit it out with a rainbow. Surely by now, I reckon at the start of that they were like there were a bunch of queer visual designers who were getting great money every year. They're like Amex, like can you just please just turn this blue into a rainbow? We. We could probably work it out, but it's probably good PR if you do it. And just five years later, it's like, we got it. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Some straight guy coded us a program. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> um, in, the, uh, in, in, the, in the bathrooms at uh, 
Brisbane Airport in front of the urinals. There are little ads there because I don't know about you guys, but I am at my most receptive to new products and services when I'm midstream. And next to each other, there was right in front of me was the Beyond Blue. Uh, it was a Beyond Blue or Lifeline. It was one of them uh, poster, and it uh, it was like, oh, we're, it's been a tough time for everyone recently. If you ever need to reach out, make sure you know we're here for you at Beyond Blue. And then the poster next to us was like. Organ donations can save lives. It was kind of like, it was like, please don't kill yourself. But if you're going to, just make sure you, you do it the right way. All right. Let's try and keep the vitals safe. They might as well. It's like, hey, if you need help, please get in touch. If you don't get in touch, don't like throw yourself off anything. Try and like, just try and maintain the body in as good condition as ever. Because just because you're not very grateful of your life opportunities doesn't mean someone else they want to live longer do you know what i mean oh man this is a i i probably i don't know if there's i'm i'm recording this at a weird time usually i do this in the morning i'm doing the afternoon i feel like i'm far more cynical um all right as, as we, look as we're kind of heading towards the back end of the podcast just want to remind everyone i'm on i'm going on tour all right, I'm going, I'm going to Adelaide, I'm going to Melbourne, I've got my Sydney Comedy Festival shows coming up too. Uh, so please come along. If, if you enjoy the podcast, you're going to love the stand-up. It's so much better than this. I mean, this is still great, obviously. But can you imagine how good the stand-up must be? Uh, I don't even do any accents in it, not yet. And, and yet, it's still probably the strongest product that I, that I produce. Um, I'm going to be in uh, Adelaide from March 14th to 18th, in Melbourne from, I think, April 5th to 19th or thereabouts. And then I'm going to... No, it's later than that. 10th to the 22nd? 10th to the 22nd? Does that feel right? And then I'm going to be in Sydney, the Sydney Comedy Festival, on May 18th, 20th, 21st. If you like my comedy, if you like the podcast, please come along. We'd love to see you there. Also, if you know anyone in any of those towns... Please let them know. I, uh, I I need all the help I can get getting people there. I have an eighty person room in Adelaide. I don't. I didn't know there were eighty people in Adelaide, and now I need to get all of them into my room for five consecutive nights. So anything you can do to help me out there would be much appreciated. Um, in the meantime, uh, uh, the reason that I, that came up is I've actually I'm, I've got a little bit of a a callback to an early episode. I have a new fan. I shouldn't say I have a fan who was new to the podcast. Uh, who is making her way, I mean, first of all, female fan, unprecedented. Um, uh, truly, that's actually not true. I've, I've got a couple, and, and, and my mother is only one of them. I think I now count four. You now count four female fans. Um, Bridget has gotten in touch. She said she was enjoying the start of the podcast. She's like, do you still get people to advertise on there? And I was like, what? She's like, you know that thing you did where you made people pay you money so you could advertise stuff? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was like 44 episodes ago. For those who weren't there for that time, for those who dropped, you know, who uh, haven't made it from from episode one, and you really should like go back to the start. There's a whole bunch of stuff that'll make more sense. It's kind of like you know, it's like a really great HBO show. Like we're setting stuff up in episode three and then resolving in episode forty-seven. It's all very. It's there's a lot of. It seems random, you know, to the naked eye, to the uninformed listener. It might just seem like I just turn on a microphone and start talking. Oh my! If only. You should see this room right now. There's post-it notes and there's red string linking from one side to the other. There's, there's, there's a method to this madness. It is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe when it comes to this podcast. But um, what I used to do was I, I would open myself up to ad, for advertising from anyone, for anything. You know, maybe you're advertising this for a company. I had one for a book. Maybe it's just you want me to, uh, you know, kind of abuse one of your friends in a, in a podcasting medium. I'm, 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 sh I'm shameless. You know, for someone who has spent most of this podcast deriding advertising, I am the first to put my hands up and sell my soul for it. Um, I'm only on the podcast, though. 
I'll do it on the podcast. Actually, some there's there's some people I know through comedy who are like very successful on TikTok and stuff. And you see some of their fucking sponsored content. It is such dog shit. They're on a one way ticket to the inspired unemployed, by which I mean successfully creating content for a living, uh, as opposed to me who's doing it out of the goodness of his heart, apparently. Um, also to 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 fill a hole inside me. But other than that. Um, mostly just for you, for you kind listeners, to help you get through the day. Yeah, I know, I know you need me. I know how it is. I s- oh man, some of these guys doing these fucking dog shit TikTok commercials. Truly horrendous stuff. True. I mean, this is where I think I just need to draw a line in the sand and start calling myself an artist, and just say that I'm going to really deride anyone who's commercially successful for their success. I think that's probably a safer space to be that way. If I, if I never become successful, I can be like, I didn't want that shit. What's it going to be more like you guys making money and only having one job? No, thanks. Um, in saying that, here's an ad. Uh, look, and this, this and here's the difference between those guys and me. Is, you know, they've, they've been given proper briefings. They've been told what the company's about. They've probably spent time actually making stuff and editing and putting out. No, not me. I've, I'm on the website now, and that's... Uh, pretty much where my preparation begins and ends. So, uh, look, t- today's, and a reminder, this ad costs $9. So, the way it works is we're going to find the, uh, the we're going to, together, we're going to find the value of, uh, <clears throat> we're going to find the value of, of, of what a sponsorship of this podcast is. So, right now, it's 9 bucks. We can, we can tell with utter certainty that, an ad on my show is at least worth $9 because someone was willing to pay for it. So we're going to keep climbing. $10 next week. You want to sponsor this podcast? 10 bucks. That's what it costs. Will will you make that money back? I, I doubt it. But only one way to find out. So, sponsor this week. Show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Is brought to you by Telemon Lawyers. Hey, are, are, you, are you engaged in some dodgy practices that probably are against the law, but you're not in any position to defend yourself? Well... Good things. Telemon lawyers are out here uh, who I don't actually think, what do they do? Commercial conveyancing and estate solicitors. Oh my God. I, I've met the guy who, uh, who works at this firm and I mean, I knew he was boring, but fuck. Commercial conveyancing and estate solicitors. Imagine, imagine, Im- imagine working towards that. Imagine spending five years at university so you can call yourself a conve- conveyance solicitor. Uh, they also do a lot of elder law, which if you've watched Better Call Saul, just sounds dodgy as shit, doesn't it? Elder law. Elder law is a term which describes a range of legal issues surrounding your life at retirement and beyond. You know how old people have a lot of money and declining mental facilities? Yes, I would like to be a lawyer for them, and I will be answering no further questions at this time. But why old people? Don't worry about it. Aren't lawyers notoriously dodgy when it comes to ethics? Next question. Uh, what else? Commercial. I mean, if you're if you're looking, look, if you are looking for a lawyer who is going to really serve your needs in the world of commercial law, conveyancing property, elder law, probate, wills and estate, strata, and litigation and dispute resolution. If you're looking for a lawyer. With almost no personality, I'm going to say you couldn't go much further than telemon.com.au and go and find these guys. Um, I mean, you know, uh, this is a, this is a, this is, this, the website is very impressive. It's probably one of the better Squarespace templates. So <laughs> I really hope that she realizes that in buying the $9 ad for this, it's mostly just paying me to, to, to roast your, your 
I believe, husband's company. Um, and, and, you know, the, the Telemon lawyers, they've got some fantastic testimonials. Look at these three five-star reviews. Um, you know, very, I, I didn't realize that you could rate lawyers on a star scale. I didn't realize it was like a film or an Uber driver. Cameron Shaw of Telemon Lawyers acted for us in our purchase of commercial premises and in the sale of our home. In both matters, he was rigorous, astute, and an excellent communicator. He's also very reasonably priced. We will not hesitate to use his services for any legal matters in the future. Um, okay, so what I'm reading from this, uh, Telemon Lawyers went above and beyond in our recent property transactions. Multiple. And we would highly recommend their services. I use Telemon Com Lawyers for conveyancing and will and estate planning. Cameron has been extremely personable. Now, okay, presuming these haven't been written by AI, which, I mean, given the total lack of any emotion in any of them, I don't know what odds I'd give that. But, uh, but, but hey, a lawyer who knows how to use ChatGPT, that's, that's, that's pretty good, right? That's got to that's gotta be decent. Um, now, it's, but it does seem like most of the clients here... Uh, own and sell multiple properties and commercial premises. Now, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that is applicable to nobody here unless my mum can can convince my dad to listen to this part of the podcast. That might be the only person. Um, hey, no, he, he, well, here's what we can do because I'm going to presume that a, a lot of uh, my listeners are privately educated. Um, one of two things, either... Um, just just mark this podcast, episode 50, if show some respect, Tom Whitcomb was talking, and come back and listen again in like 15 to 20 years. And presuming that uh, the partners at Telemon Lawyers are not serving jail sentences by then, uh, get in touch with them. Because by then you're probably going to have, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some conveyancing needs, I would say, uh, knowing the kinds of people that listen to this podcast. Um, or, alternatively, just go get your dad. Just, I'll wait. All right, is your dad listening? Okay, get in touch with your dad and, 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 and hey, Mr. Fenn, Mr. Fenn, I think uh, when it comes to sell your multiple properties, you could do far worse than get in touch with the good fellas at Telemon Lawyers. Telemon Lawyers, we are as white and middle class as you are. So, uh, look, I think that'll probably do. I think that's $9 worth of, I, I don't know whether the message was quite right, but you can't, you cannot fault how many times I've said the name of the brand. Um, and look, I think, did I have anything else to say? I saw two movies this week. Is that fun? Would you mean to talk about the two movies that I saw? Or maybe we'll hold it for next week. We want to keep some stuff in the barrel. I think we're going to call it there, guys. It's been a roller coaster as always. Happy, happy World Pride. I hope I didn't have to shine off that for it too, for that uh, too much for too many of you. Big thanks to our sponsors, Telemann Lawyers. Telemann Lawyers. We'll help you avoid tax, I guess. Is that that? I'm. Feels like that's what you want to do if you're going to sell properties. Um, but yeah, it's been a great episode as always, guys. It always is when you're here. And uh, we'll be back with another 50 episodes before the end of the year, apparently. That's what I said. That's what I've committed to. So we'll see how we go. Until then, have a great week, and I'll see you next time.